What's going on, everybody? We're back with another special mini episode of Mouse Madness. Today, we are going to be talking about the recently released Mulan live action remake that came exclusively to Disney Plus. So, Kyle, let's start off by talking about that. Um, how soon were you able to watch this movie after it quote unquote dropped on Disney Plus? Yeah, I I had been waiting for this movie, and I I when they first announced the trailer, I think you and I talked about it on the show and how uh, we were kind of excited to see what they were gonna do with this one. And so in that excitement, I got it right away. <laughs> I uh, it dropped on a on a Friday, and I watched it that Friday night. So um, the the my baseball game ended. I rushed home, threw that thing on. Um, how about you? I waited 24 hours or so, so I uh, I I got my premiere access on Saturday. And did you have anyone watching it with you, or was this a solo viewing experience for you? Solo viewing, baby. Uh, Nina was out on a on a little staycation trip with her friends, and so uh, I just fired up the surround system and <laughs> and turned that thing all the way up, turned off all the lights, and I was in my own little private movie studio. So obviously this was a twenty nine ninety nine premiere access option. So yeah. you watch this movie by yourself. How do you feel about spending thirty bucks on something like that? Yeah, it's. I think that. Well, so the twenty nine ninety nine uh, gets you access for every account that's on your Disney Plus, and I have all the homies on my Disney Plus, <laughs> so I texted all of them and let them know that for the thirty bucks, um, they all have Mulan now. So I bought it, uh, and everyone has access to it. And then once Nina got back in town, we watched it again. So in the in the you know forty eight hours, seventy two hours that it's been out, I've watched it twice. Um, I think that the only way I can really justify the thirty bucks is. It's cheaper than Nina and I going to the movies together. Um, it's, you know, if we wanted to see this movie specifically, I'd probably want to go see it in IMAX or some Dolby theater. So those tickets are, you know, 24 bucks a piece. And so I, having it already for 30 bucks, it's cheaper than going to the movies. And, you know, it's, it's not ideal because I would want to see this one in the movies. Um, but it's also, you know, some people don't have the expendable 30 bucks and I get it. And it's good that they're not, you know, holding on to Mulan for too long. Everybody with Disney Plus is going to be able to see it in December. So, um, yeah, I don't know. How, what are your thoughts on the new Premiere Access model? And do you think that Disney's going to continue that with movies like Soul that's supposed to be coming out soon? And even, you know, who knows about this world, but... Uh, the Raya movie that's supposed to come out early next year. Well, I kind of had the opposite experience. Um, I have no homies on my Disney plus, but (laughs) I had my parents and Julia in the living room. We all watched the movie together. So again, you're talking about a hundred dollars night at the movies and we got it for 30 bucks. So the value, yeah, it's great. But I think my favorite part about it was that after the movie was over, I was able to rewind it and look at some of the scenes maybe I didn't understand or like that didn't really resonate with me the first time or I might have missed a piece of dialogue or something. And 
you know, like you mentioned too, the rewatchability aspect. Like if, if you absolutely mm-hmm. loved it, you can go back again and watch it the very next day or string them back to back, whatever. Right. It's, it's really awesome to just kind of have access to that movie now whenever I want. Also, I mentioned this before in the Discord server. I really was excited about this movie. I wasn't like extremely, extremely excited about this movie, but I really wanted to vote with my wallet here and tell Disney that I am very interested in having access to these movies, every Disney movie, every Pixar movie that comes out, being able to watch it in my own home. That's just a more enjoyable experience for me Um, I understand the appeal of wanting to have a date night or wanting to go out and and actually go somewhere and do something. That's great. But for me, wanting to be able to enjoy the movie to its fullest, love being able to pause it if I need to use the restroom, love being able to grab my own snacks, uh, you know, not having distractions happening around me, other people in the movie theater potentially talking or phones going off or something like that. Uh, I'm all about this model. I really am. All right. Well, let's go ahead, Chris, and let's talk a little bit about this movie. Um, Usually when we do these movie breakdowns, we talk a little bit about a few things that we liked, a few things that we maybe didn't like. So let's go ahead and uh, let's start with the things that we didn't like so that we can end on on a positive note here. What were a few things for you that didn't really meet expectations when it came to this movie? So many of the things about this movie, it's a little bit of both. And I think a lot of it just comes down to the fact that it's pretty different in a lot of ways than the animated Mulan, but it's also the same in a lot of ways. So something that they changed up that at first I was kind of like, I don't think I like that. And I think maybe (laughs) I still don't like is that they gave Mulan this chi power. Uh, It's this, I don't know if it's a supernatural force or she just very one with her body and her surroundings, but um, they made it seem like it was some gift that not everyone had or could have. To me, that made the character a little bit less relatable in the beginning, the first few scenes. In the animated version of Mulan, you see her just being a total ding-dong around the town and just causing mass chaos, constantly screwing things up with her family, with the matchmaker. And that makes us really sympathetic to Mulan and also really connect to her being like, Oh, there are tons of situations where I feel like I'm pressured to perform and I just, I just can't do it. But in this version, it's like, she's got crazy superpowers. And yeah, I think there's a moment where they show that she's a little bit clumsy. She like breaks the Phoenix wing, but, uh, I didn't exactly connect with Mulan in the beginning. Mm Mm-hmm. So I didn't love that. Also, I felt that the ways that they called back to the animated version of the movie were a little bit clunky and almost were a little bit too on point. Hmm. There were certainly some examples where they did it well, mostly in the music, but um, they were having a conversation, the army guys in camp, and you had... uh, you know, the live action counterparts of like Chin Po and mm-hmm. Yao and Ling. And they were like having a conversation about women and like randomly just like dropping lyrics from Girl Worth Fighting For. And I was like, yeah, uh, uh, that's a little <laughs> bit corny for me. <laughs> and at the beginning, I thought they did a really good job making this feel like a distinct, different movie from mm-hmm. the 
animated version. And then somewhere around 15 minutes into the movie, they started hitting a lot of the story beats that the animated Mulan hit. And it kind of like, uh, just like fell back into that slot there. Sure. And yeah, for sure. Even, it was shot for shot in some places, especially mm-hmm. like the scene when she takes her father's armor and stuff and she leaves the um, little hair. Garrison. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the hairpin. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> like that was pretty much shot for shot. And I was like, uh I didn't want this. I, I wanted it to be a little bit different. One thing that really did not translate for me with this version was the male genitalia jokes. Uh, <laughs> in the animated Mulan, there is one when they're all like in the pond, and I yeah, think it's Ling stands rock. up on the rock. Yeah, and Mulan's like, oh, and it's kind of funny in the animated version, but. We doubled up on the live action. We got two of those. We did double up. Yep. Um, and it just feels a little bit more icky and gross uh, in the live action. So I, I sure. definitely cringed at both of those moments. Also, I don't want to take everything away from you, but kind of my third thing is the um, the love interest. I really wish that they just threw this out completely. Hmm. Um, I understand the change from the commanding officer being a young man to being this kind of older man with a little bit more experience. I think that in a way that makes it better. And maybe we can talk about that when we talk about good things in this movie. But I mean, I don't know if he was supposed to be a love interest. The other guy, like the fourth guy uh, Mm -hmm. on their little team, I guess fifth guy, because they made cricket a a dude as well. (laughs) But... um, (laughs) All of the scenes between Mulan and that guy that were like slightly semi-romantic or awkward or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, none of it was working for me. Hmm. Uh, so so yeah. those are the primary things I really didn't like about it. So, so what do you got for dislikes? Yeah, so I think one thing uh, to talk about really quick that you brought up is, you know, uh, Mulan's seemingly having like this kind of superpower. And I think that, um you kind of hinted at it that i i think it's less of a superpower and it's she is more in touch with like her chi and nature and that's a a huge trope and a huge um guideline in kung fu and martial arts is uh those who are more in touch with their chi or can can utilize their chi and and focus on balance um prevail and so I think that uh, it wasn't so much of a superpower of hers. It was more that she knew how to channel her chi and, you know, be more in touch with nature and her surroundings. That makes her this like exceptional warrior. I, I don't I don't know if the superpowerness. I don't think it really took anything away from me. I think it just made her awesome. <laughs> and I really liked that. And then the second point about the love interest is I yeah, I, I don't know necessarily how i feel completely about it but i know one criticism of this movie before it even came out was that uh people felt disney was gonna like erase this possible um queer man from the movie and folks felt like lee shang in the first movie was bi or could have Mm -hmm. been because he fell in love with mulan when mulan was a soldier and then 
like kept falling in love with her when she became a girl or showed her true self as a girl. Hmm. Um, and so folks kind of interpreted that as, you know, um, a subtle way of including the LGBTQ community and they felt like it was going to be erased. And I think this could have been Disney's way of keeping that character in there without this weird power dynamic of a army officer over one of their subjects. So that's reading super far into it because I mean, there were some hinted moments at it. uh, Like when her, this, this guy like leans in and it looks like he's going to try and kiss Mulan and he actually is just sniffing and you know going swimming at, at in this pond together and like there's all these little moments that kind of hint at it but don't quite and then at the end he says like you're still not going to hold my hand as in like I wanted to hold your hand then and I still want to hold your hand now and so there's like these these little hints that I picked up on um but yeah it it was just too it might have been too subtle and they should have just leaned into it. We we kind of crack on Disney for that. Just do it, man. Just just, just do it or just don't do make it. Make it happen. <laughs> um, so a couple of things that I didn't like. Um, I felt like we didn't get to know Mulan. I feel like in the animated version, we know exactly who she is. She's kind of this quirky, very brave, um, almost irrational in her decision making. Uh, and all of that kind of it's not really bumbling and stumbling, but all of those lead to her learning more about her true self and who she needs to be in the animated version. While this one, I mean, besides the fact that like Mulan doesn't really speak a whole lot in this movie, which was also super unfortunate because she was trying to hide her identity for so much of the movie that she felt like she didn't have, she couldn't speak a lot. I don't know. It just felt like we didn't get a lot out of her. It was a lot of very surface level conversations. Even when she's in the pond and being feeling uncomfortable, there was moments in which she could explain further why it's uncomfortable. Like when she explains why the guy should like women for more than just their looks and you know, they, they can be brave and smart that nothing was dived into when they're in the pond it was just like go away go away no i don't want to talk to you we're not friends go away And it was like there was a moment we could have dived into mulan a little bit more and her struggle with like trying to conceal who she really is while she's also kind of trying to conceal her chi and you know it's we could have so that was unfortunate i wish we got a little bit more out of mulan in this movie overall and it felt so you brought up that it felt like some of the scenes in the story was shot for shot were just a retelling Um, which I totally get as well. It just felt like we rushed through it all. Like it felt like the entire story was hitting these plot points and then like, all right, let's go move on to the next one. Um, Specifically, even like at the beginning when she's with the matchmaker, we don't really get to sit with her failing and this whole dishonor to her family moment until immediately the guards show up and now we gotta have dad stumble in the courtyard. It just felt like all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden we're in the army. Like it, we just kind of rushed through things um, because even when in the animated movie, when Mulan's taking her father's armor and stuff, that's a much more drawn out scene than it was in this one. Um, you really see Mulan in the animated movie struggle with like, is this what I should I be doing? Like, I just brought dishonor. Is this going to further bring dishonor? And then she sees her reflection. She's like, no, I got to do this. And it's a much more like 
her putting these things on like becoming this person while in this one it was just like the things were on her already and she turned around and was like all right so going to war baby so weird and they they had like a musical number it was like very intense like it was like raining super hard lightning Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah totally that was one moment where i was like wow they really really should have kept that part because <laughs> mm-hmm. like i love the new stuff but it's like totally and her cutting her hair was so powerful in yeah. the animated version and julia made a great point she's like i think they just wanted to have her like ride into battle epically with like her hair blowing in the wind in slow-mo like maybe that's yeah. why they didn't do it totally totally so yeah uh those were a few of the things that I wish there was a little bit more of or or we could have changed a little bit. But let's talk about some positive things here, Chris. For me, the score. I'm a big score guy. I yeah. loved the score in this. I loved how they worked in the songs from the animated movie into score themes um, for specific parts. Uh, I love the tr- in the trailer that they used to promote all of this forever. They used that really epic uh, reflection ballad sort of sounding score i love that and i love its use in this movie um so yeah i'm super happy that they didn't do songs i had brought that up i like wanted this to be a purely action movie that mulan is just kicking butt taking names like and being a hero and that's what they did and i'm super happy that they uh didn't include any like song numbers and or dance numbers or anything second thing is that i think mulan's awesome (laughs) i think that her uh her ability with chi is sick and i think that the (laughs) villain witch is also sick and any scene that they were both fighting in uh which was a lot of the movie it was just like i was just rooting them on i mean it's all these fighting scenes were very heavily kung fu influenced and you can tell not only in the way that they were shot which i loved I love when the camera sticks on the center point and turns with like the witch's hands or turns with the body when they're running up walls and stuff. Um, but also the moves, the fighting moves are super Kung Fu related and influ- influenced. And so I I just love that like Mulan goes into battle and she's, you know, when, when they're in the, um, in like that fjord area and she returns back from her encounter with the witch or, um, whatever and she's got her hair down slow-mo she leans back on the horse to avoid the arrows pops up and just (laughs) just starts going ham (laughs) i love it so much and then the witch and her ability to use her like sleeves to like davy jones tentacle out and like wrap people up and bring them together and oh god i just think it's so sick and like with these kung fu movies like you brought up it's kind of like a superpower in in kung fu movies the fighting's never super believable and so if you take that aspect of realism out and just allow them to be this kind of you know knowing this is going to be like a kung fu movie and everything's going to be extreme and they both have a great connection with chi so they're going to be able to do this stuff it's i i love it it was just so good (laughs) i was always so hyped whenever that would happen um and then sec third and final like good thing about this movie that i picked up on was this theme of balance. Um, And it was from the very beginning until the very, literally one of the last scenes. Everything was about balance uh, when it came to Mulan and Chi and the, you know, 
Mulan being told she needs to balance her connection with Chi and being a so so called like girl like girls can't have this connection with Chi if they do they're kind of declared a witch you need to suppress that and hide it so from early age she's trying to balance that you know ignoring the Chi but also bringing honor to her family um anytime that she spoke with somebody that also had chi or spoke of chi the shots were lined up so that both people were in the very center of the shot and everything was symmetrically balanced behind them so when she's talking to the officer in the tent about chi they're both lined up perfectly with their backgrounds um when the witch is going to is in the body of the imperial soldier and is walking down the stairs the shot the uh, the witch guy is now completely centered in the massive stairs um and then to the very very end she kills the bad guy spoiler by using balance and they're literally balancing on a beam and she throws the balance off to allow him to fall holds on to the rope he goes down i just liked that kind of through theme and for any kind of you know nerds like us who are looking for a little bit more than just the movie it's really rewarding to like see it all come all the way through and then learn that she can balance her chi and who she is as a, a person as a woman and society can also learn to balance those two things at the very end so i really like that theme um i just thought those were really well done what about you i 100 percent agree with all of those and i'll, I'll pretty much just expand on all of them because that's that's pretty much it um the technical aspects oftentimes when disney says we're gonna make a live action i think okay why do we need this movie and what can this yeah. movie offer me that the animated version doesn't offer me i think movies like the lion king really fail that test mm -hmm. because they mm -hmm. don't really do anything new other than just that lions are more cuddly than before <laughs> So one of the advantages that a live action film has over an animated film is all of that physical stuff, yes. the camera work, the stunt performers, the sets, and especially the costumes. And mm -hmm. it's especially relevant for a movie like Mulan that takes place in China where so much of the clothing is very ornate, very delicate. And yeah. I was extremely impressed with all of the costumes throughout the movie, but in particular, the matchmaker scene and yes. kind of like the, the preparation for the matchmaker where uh, please bring honor to us all normally mm -hmm. plays or the matchmaker song. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Where they're putting the dress on her. They're doing her hair. They're doing her makeup. That felt so realistic. Like, yeah, we weren't in a fun movie. We were actually like watching someone get ready for this real ritual. Totally. And so I was like, all right, this is, this is what I paid money for. Mm -hmm. This is enhancing Mulan. Um, all the sets as well. The ancient city um, yeah. that the, the emperor, the imperial city, mm -hmm. really, really cool. <clears throat> we get, I think only like one shot where there's like citizens of the city walking around in it, but, uh, feels very real very much came to life i also love a few of the new characters they introduced particularly like two i guess uh like you said the witch 
Catwoman, I thought was a mm-hmm. great addition because it gave Mulan a more personal connection with the villain. Mm-hmm. Something definitely missing from the original Mulan. Yeah. The bad guy <laughs> is just some bad guy. A bad guy. <laughs> right. And so I loved that scene where they were in that weird yellow ice valley mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and it was almost like a Star Wars type thing where, where the witch was like trying to seduce her to like join forces. Right. Really, really cool. I think they kind of like botched the ending with her. Um, yeah, totally. They, yeah, completely watched it. It was a little weird how quickly she came around to being a good guy and also that she couldn't like stop the other guy from like shooting his arrow. Like she was standing right there and you're a witch. Why don't you yeah. just go, Pat, like swat it out of like, <laughs> we've seen people catch arrows many times in this movie. Yeah. Like just grab it. Uh, so I think if I were going to rewrite this movie, I would just combine the bad guys. Yeah, same. Uh, I, I don't think it's necessary to have more than one. I like the turn, but I don't think it's necessary. Just make her the bad guy and make it just a little bit more of a complicated relationship. The general, I mentioned this before, I, I think it was a good thing to make him a, a more experienced, seasoned officer because it reveals the sexist structures in the army. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Mulan or Hua Jun has proven herself to be a great warrior great soldier and she wins the respect of the commanding officer uh, through that and and through her her control of her chi and in that moment we the audience feel like oh we can trust this guy like this guy is on mulan's team mulan feels like she can trust this guy too they have a connection they have a mutual respect for each other and then what does he do He's like, it would be a great honor for you to match with my my daughter. And like your heart just kind of like sinks in that moment. It's like, yeah, this guy, too. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, you know, it's everywhere. No one's on her side, clearly. Right. Uh, and, you know, even the good guys buy into this structure. So mm-hmm. I really liked that uh, that complication there. The exclusion of Mushu, uh, I'm a little bit mixed on. I, I've just, like I said, it's one of those things that I'm just happy that they didn't. It would have just taken the realness out of the movie for me if we had a C. And listen, some of the CGI was botched in this movie. Some of it looked a little sketchy. And I just, if we got a CGI dragon or even a lizard, <laughs> I don't know about it. My thing is like, yeah, it definitely would have taken away. It would have made it too funny and goofy, but you said it like we don't get a lot of Mulan. Like we don't get to know her. And so much of getting to know your hero is your hero interacting with the sidekicks. So I think, I think he serves a purpose or would have served a purpose, but I, you know, I would have liked a little like, tribute like a little just like a little dragon pin on her like armor uh-huh. or something you know I thought yeah. that would have been fun. we got I mean, a maybe... dragon at the end we got a dragon where uh at the the celebration of like the imperial city being saved and like the fireworks are going off and stuff um there's a group of people holding this like dragon train thing that's not oh. like they're not wearing it it's up in the air and it's very resemblant of the statue that 
um, Mushu uses. Oh, the great stone he's... dragon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that might have been a little nod. but Yeah, we got a possible Mushu reference. Okay. The last thing I think they handled well was the shift in themes. You mentioned the balance thing. Yep. This movie felt a lot like Frozen 2 in a lot of ways, and Mulan felt a lot like Elsa. Had a very similar struggle. Grew up with a father who's telling them to you know, conceal their gifts, yeah. <laughs> people calling them witches, Yeah, letting down their hair and riding on a horse through the snow to save a bunch of people and, and learning how to be true to themselves, be one with their powers, all that stuff felt very mm-hmm. Elsa-like. I think the original Mulan gives the lesson that no matter who you are, how rough around the edges you might be, you are capable of anything. Yeah. And you need to look inside of yourself, look at the things that you're good at, and look at the friends that you have to help you to get what you need. Love that theme, very approachable. But this version uses a different theme, and it's a much more a 2020 theme. It's that the thing that's inside of you that you feel burning, don't be afraid of it. Let it shine. Use it. Let it define you. Even though you might be afraid of it, it's who you are. Totally. So kind of the same, slightly different, but uh, I like it. It's good. I, I like having two versions of a movie saying something different. I think, totally. again, that's the point of these is to have yes. something that's a little bit different. Yes. So at the end of the day, would I recommend Mulan to a friend? I would say... Unless you're an extreme, huge Disney fan, you can wait until December. Hmm. That being said, if I were to stack up all of the live-action movies released to this date, I would definitely put Mulan in the top five, maybe top three. Definitely not higher than three. I I liked Cinderella and Pete's Dragon, surprisingly, (laughs) more than (laughs) Mulan. But uh, it's, it's definitely up there. It's an enjoyable watch. I had a great time. Yeah, I think I've I've already had conversations with people because I watched it on the first day and have been working with folks since then. So um, what I told them is like if you are looking for something new, you know, if you're looking to watch something that hasn't been in the, the reach of your your Roku remote this entire quarantine, and you just need something that feels a little fresh. Go ahead and buy it. Um, Especially if you got all the homies on Disney Plus, like then just buy it because everybody has access and all the homies eat. Um, but I think I'm with you that people can probably just wait till December if they're not a huge Disney fan and if they're just kind of consuming this as a new movie, they could probably wait till December. Um, but like you, this this is my number two live action remake. I I really enjoyed it. I think. I'm super happy with the differences and the changes that they made. I'm happy that it wasn't just a straight retelling and that there was some variation as you brought up with the motivations behind the character. Um, and I'm happy that we didn't have any song breaks. I mean, it it could have been something that they really tried to force into and they, they almost did. They teetered in it when they were having the conversation about the girl worth fighting for. Um, as you picked up and he felt it was a little corny and yeah, it, it was obvious what they were doing there. A little bit of fan service. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I really enjoyed it, Chris. And I'm kind of sad that we didn't get a, the theater experience, but I'm happy um, that we get to see it at all. So I recommend it to those who are huge fans like us, who if you are, you're probably listening to this and you're probably going to watch it anyways. Um, but to the visceral folks, just wait till December. All right, everybody. That is our review of the new live action Mulan available now on Disney+. Plus. Thank you so much for listening to this mini episode. You all know how to reach us. We'll be back next week with another bracket, so stay tuned. Thanks for listening, everyone.